Property Talk on the Tyne. Investment tips, stories and exciting guests with your host, Tony Fares. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the podcast. So today I'm going to be touching on the property market. It's very important that we analyse the data that's available to us in the public realm. Uh, We want to be looking at house price forecasts. We want to be looking at things like the interest rate, unemployment rates, rental price forecasts, uh, how many successful evictions actually take place. And we need to know all this to really analyse what's going on out there in the property market so that we can make the best decisions that lead to the most profit and the least risk while doing so. So just to start, I mean, so we could class this as a bit of a quarter one review for 2022, but I'm going to touch on some data that was actually released back in 2021 as well. So we're going to start with the Savills House Price Forecast. So that was released back in December 2021. It makes for really good reading if you're living in the Northeast or you own property there. So I was pretty happy when I picked that up. Uh, And I'm going to touch on a couple of the key points that I kind of drew from the report. Uh, So the first one was mainstream house prices in the UK are expected to rise by 13.1% by 2026. Now, what they did say was the growth was going to be the fastest in the north of England and the slowest in London and the south. Now, the northeast forecast in there was uh, an increase of 17.6% from the period of 2022 through to 2026. Now, in that same time, they're only expecting London property prices to increase by 5.6%. Definitely worth digesting those figures, I think. Uh, Looking a little bit more deeper, they are expecting rents in cities to bounce back um, as urban life regains its kind of momentum and, you know, we get back to normal life uh, or the new normal, as they're calling it. Um, But what they are expecting also is the number of transactions that's actually taking place in I mean, everybody knows how many people rushed to get their transactions through before the stamp duty holiday ended. They're expecting those numbers to get nearer to normal levels as as normal life resumes. Um, But what they've also said within the current of the report, and this was something that I found quite interesting, was even with a £12 billion affordable homes programme, we won't get back to 2019 levels of housing delivery until 2026. Now, I'm going to touch on the demand levels, but the demand levels, I think, come off the back of COVID and the fact that we didn't move for a long period of time. But the fact that supply levels won't catch up until 2026 tells me we have a really long period of property prices increasing because the demand levels right now are ridiculous. So what they did say, though, was prime central London would outperform the rest of London. Is the likes of international travel resume. You know, we're all getting on holidays now. We're not having to take as many tests in order to do so. Uh, and, you know, masks aren't as commonplace in shops and things now. Um, so the contents of the report basically said that they expect the mainstream markets of Wales, Scotland and the north of England to sh- show the strongest price growth. Um, and they're also saying that the price growth is looking like it's obviously going to be constrained in London, except for in the prime market, which is the top end of the market. Now, another interesting point to note within their report was what has been the increase in transactions by buyer type in the year to June 2021? 
Now, what they've done was they took the number of transactions by buyer type, so that's mortgaged first-time buyers, mortgaged home movers, vital investors, and cash buyers. And they compared them to a period between 2017 and 2019. So the number of mortgage first-time buyers gone up by 13%, which I think is important out of things like the help the buy schemes. And I think that's a lot what's kept a lot of the builders going as well. Uh, the mortgage home movers has increased by 31%. What's really interesting to note is the number of buyer investors has actually increased by 31%. Now, that's really interesting, I think, considering the amount of new legislation and compliance uh, and, you know, just the fact that the government seem to have landlords in their sights a little bit at the moment. So it doesn't seem to be putting people off. If anything, we're having more bite landlords into the market. So good for all you guys out there. Well done. And cash buyers has actually increased by 22%. Now, I think that figure's probably important down to the fact that the likes of cryptocurrency is very volatile. I mean, it's up one minute, it's down the next. Uh, the likes of stocks and shares aren't as safe a haven as they once were. And I mean, there is people investing in gold, hedge inflation and things like that. So I think property's been seen as a stable bet. I mean, you know what they say. Housing, you can actually stand outside and actually look at your asset. You don't have the same feeling when you buy stocks and shares or crypto. So... I think people have got a bit security when they're investing in property because, I mean, we all know people need somewhere to live. And we've seen some of the greatest companies fall due to COVID, etc. So that report came out back in December 2021. So it was the winter report. There hasn't been any amendments to the report since. Um, so I wanted to look at some data that was a bit more current. Now, I mean, I probably agree with everything that they've said in the contents of their report. I mean, I can see it from my estate agents. I can see it in my sourcing agency, and I can see it out there across my own portfolio. But I wanted to find more recent, more potentially reliable data because we know that times are changing and they're very, very quickly changing at the moment. So I looked at the Right Move House Price Index report. It's a report that's published once a month, and it's a lot more reliable than picking up the Sun newspaper and looking at property price data there. Because um, they tend to cherry pick what they want out of these reports, and it's always to get a sensationalized headline. So let's look at Raymond's report. So the first thing in the report was the new price record for the average listing price of a property jumped by 1.7%. Uh, and it actually broke through the £350,000 barrier for the first time. So they've definitely seen the average property price listing to market went up and it went up substantially and it actually broke a, a record. So the average monthly rise is also the largest seen at this time of year since March 2004. And it pushed the annual rate of increase to 10.4% with all regions and countries except London and Scotland. Uh, so that meant we're now up annually over 10%. So house prices have gone up significantly over the last 12 months. And I think that data obviously feeds into the likes of the inflation figures as well. Uh, so for those looking to move, this is the best ever spring sellers market. Now, not just because of the record price levels, um, but as we enter the spring selling season, it's actually the biggest mismatch between supply and demand for this time of year ever measured by right move. Now, I mean, these guys at right move have all the data because every single estate agent advertises them or any agent worth their salt does. So they've got a lot of data, and it's very good for us as investors to analyze what sort of 
commentaries coming out of their company and what's in their reports because they have a very, very good grasp on what's actually going on in the market. So to see the biggest mismatch between supply and demand ever doesn't surprise us at all. And they actually reckon that there's more than twice as many buyers as there is sellers. Now, I'm going to come into my opinion a little bit later, and I actually think it's more than that, just so you know. Uh, Now, the chances of finding a buyer in the first week is also the highest ever, and you're twice as likely compared to the same period just three years ago. Now, for the February 2022 average time to find a buyer, that came in at 36 days. Now, if you actually looked at those same figures for February 2021, it's down from 61 days to 36. So properties were selling really quick last year, and that was off the back of coming out of lockdown. People wanting to move, wanting more space, working from home, looking for properties with gardens. So the fact that it's coming in from 61 days on average to 36 is astonishing. And to be honest with you, I think houses are selling quicker than that. I think that 36 days is too long. It's it's quicker than that. So it, they're saying in the report that it is too early to know how the market's going to be affected by things like the devastating war in Ukraine, which is absolutely horrible to see. Um, and what Wright Move actually said was they initially saw a slightly lower buyer demand levels on their, port, on their um, platform, but they said that it's now stabilised. So it did have a small kind of distraction, but it's business as usual. Buyers haven't stopped buying off the back of the wall. Um, they are saying that the forecast a less frothy market in the second half of the year. That's their words, not mine. As economic headwinds lead to a more evenly balanced market, though demand will still outstrip supply. So they don't think it's going to be as mad towards the back end of the year, but demand levels are still going to far outstrip supply. Um, and what's interesting to note is the average stock per agent is actually at an all-time low. In the average agency, has 41 property listings compared to 57 just a year ago. So not only are properties selling quicker, not only are they selling for record prices, but agents have less stock to actually sell. Um, now, if we actually look a bit further into that report, what they did say was the Northeast still has the lowest priced property on average. Um, and our region actually saw the largest growth in monthly prices uh, in March at 3.6% in a month. That is staggering. So if you are buying a property, don't worry about paying an extra 1000 or £2,000 more because the way the market's going up at the moment right now with prices, it wouldn't matter if you overpaid by £5,000 and a £100,000 house because by the time that transaction completes, and the average transaction, I'm told, at the moment is 22 weeks. I've got two purchases myself going through, and they're well over six months. We've had to submit new mortgage applications. So to overpay by 5000 when it's going to take you four, five, six months to complete on the property, and we've just seen the prices go by 3.6% alone last month, I'm not worried about overpaying slightly on, on, to, to get the right properties because property is a long-term play for me. It's not about making quick bucks. Um, it's definitely about the long-term picture. So the right property, pay the right price. Don't worry about it being overpriced. On the day you complete, you look at that price and think it's a bargain. That's my honest opinion right now. But one thing that I think is very, very current right now and something that we're hearing a lot about out there is interest rates and how they're going to affect the property prices. Now, interest rates seems to be one of the topics right now that is very current. 
And it's more so because of the effects of inflation. We all know that everything seems to be increasing in price. Um, a lot of the reports I've read and some of the research that I've looked into says it's more of a bottleneck in the supply chain, you know, things like the price of timber. A lot of these sawmills closed down due to COVID, so maybe they're just playing catch-up, and that's where the increase in price is coming. So hopefully we will see certain items that are, you know, silly, silly priced right now. Hopefully we will see them getting back to sensible levels. But I think when consumers get in the habit of paying a certain price for something, it's very, very rare that retailers reduce their price. So this could be the new kind of pricing across certain things. But because of the rise in inflation, um, interest rates is a very, very current topic. And they actually raised interest rates three times in a row from December 2021, from 0.1% to 0.75. Now, the UK inflation was increasing at a rate of 7% in the year to March 2022, and that was up from 6.3% in February. So with inflation high, um, this puts pressure on the Bank of England and the Monetary Policy Committee to try to slow down the rise in inflation. And the way they do that is by increasing the interest rates. Um, now, at the last meeting on the 17th of March, the Monetary Policy Committee actually voted by a majority of eight to one to increase by 0.25 percentage points. And I think we're probably going to see more of that going forward. Um, what is concerning is inflation is actually forecast to peak in the autumn at 9%. Um, so we could see further interest rates rising, and I definitely think they're coming. Um, and we'll actually find out the next interest rates on the 5th of May, and we'll find out whether they've been increased. Now, I expect to see them increase. I think they're going to go up by 0.25% once again, and they're going to get to 1%. But what's pretty staggering actually consider is it's actually going to be the first quadruple back-to-back -back increase in a quarter of a century. So these are really unprecedented times right now in regards to interest rates. So I think they're doing their best job to kind of curb inflation, but they're also kind of, you could say they're in no man's land a little bit. It's not necessarily the people who are in charge right now who have the voting powers. They maybe weren't in, in power or, or had the vote 25 years ago when the last four rises in a row actually happened. Um, I think interest rates were actually they were actually controlled by the government back then. So this is an independent bank that's actually controlling now via the Bank of England. So first time for them of actually doing this. So um, pretty staggering. So And it's actually going to take us to the highest level since February 2009. Um, so I think the long-term plan is to get with a 2% or inflation 2%. So I think, you know, with the rises that we're seeing, they're probably going to get one nearer to that. Um, but some experts are actually forecasting rates to rise between one5 and 2% by the end of the year. Now, I personally don't see interest rates rising that high. Um, I think it's maybe a little bit of scaremongering, but I do expect further increases. But my thoughts are I think we'll end up at maybe 1.25, maybe as high as 1.5. If the effects of the war and the inflation and the energy costs continue to rise, then I think we'll see that interest rate rise to the top end of my forecast at the 1.5. But at the minute, if things were to continue as they are, I would think we'll probably finish the year probably about 1.25%, I think, somewhere around about there. Um, other things to report are the job market right now. You walk past any bar or restaurant, there's signs in the windows. They're looking for staff. 
in our agency. We've really struggled with recruitment recently. Um, and it seems that the unemployment levels are really low right now with just 3.8%. And the number of actually job openings are actually at a record high with 1.28 million jobs available. So people are leaving their jobs, they're getting better jobs or better paid jobs. Um, and there's plenty of work around right now. So I think if that's the case, if, if employers are going to be fighting for labour or people to work for them, I think they're going to get more competitive on the wage side of things. The last job role that we put up was actually advertised with a pay increase of £13,000 more than the previous employee was getting paid. So it tells you just in the property industry how much more we're having to pay. And I think that's the case across the whole board. I mean, we're seeing things like the living wage come in and the minimum wage has just changed recently. So there's definitely a bit more money in people's pockets. But the problem is we seem to be spending on things like energy rises and inflation seems to be taking away those pay increases that we're actually seeing in people's pockets. So I think, you know, it's strange times, certainly. So I want to talk you through what's actually happening from my estate agent because that is not data from a month ago, it's current today. I can look on the system, I can log in and tell you how many people viewed a property we put on the market two days ago, how many people offered, what the state of play was from those buyers. So first thing I want to say is the number of viewings per sale agreed is astronomical. We must be arranging 30, 40, 50 viewings per property that we sell. So mental, way too many buyers for each house. And what that's leading to is it's leading to us listing properties at probably what's considered an optimistic price. So we put a flat on the market two days ago. Um, it's 13th of April right now, so it went on on the 11th, Monday. Uh, it sold in 48 hours. It had seven viewings in that 48 hours. There was a further eight to book in, but the owner is absolutely over the moon with the price that they've achieved. And it's gone 10% over what we thought was an ambitious price. I mean, to give you an idea, um, the property's on the market for 110000 It's sold in excess of 120. And the last sale, which was a peak price in that street, was 105. So I think some of these forecasts that have come in, I think some of them are actually under regular what we're actually seeing in the agency. Um, we have actually got more stock coming to market and more properties for sale now. There seems to be a lot more valuations taking place. Um, I mean, I've been helping out on that side of things with the agency recently just to get a feel for vendors' expectations and, you know, get down into the grass and see what's going on at ground level type thing. And what I'm finding is a lot of the vendors are actually choosing to cash in right now and those vendors that are doing so are doing so to downsize. So you're seeing these really nice three, four, five-bedroom houses where the kids have maybe left home. They're ready to sell up and move into a flat or a bungalow, or they're even considering renting now and you know living off that pot of money as their pension. So certainly a lot more valuations coming through and certainly a lot more coming on the market. Although the figures that Rightmove have said where the agencies are at the lowest levels of stock, that is probably true. I mean, we don't have a lot to sell right now in the agency and anything that is on the market. We either have interested parties or we have offers on the table. So for us, the key to maintaining the agency's profit levels is as we sell a property, we need one to replace it as quick as we're selling it because properties aren't sitting on the market now for three or four months like they used to. Um, what we are also seeing is flip the coin. 
So if we stop talking about sales and we look at the rental side, um, for each rental property, we actually put on the market. We're getting about 20 applications, sorry, 20 applicants who want to view the property, maybe more. And out of those, we're finding five or 10 people actually want to take the property. And some of these properties that we get five or 10 applications on, we're getting kind of, you know, the best rents ever achieved on those. Flats that we were getting £500 per calendar month and struggled to rent 24, 36 months ago, we're now getting £600. And that's £600 for one of the buy-to-lets that's actually quite tired that needs a bit of decoration and things. So seems like uh, there's a definitely an imbalance right now with supply and demand. There's just nowhere near enough, say, land rental properties for the number of buyers and tenants that are actually out there. Um, and every letter, every sale seems to be at a record-breaking price. So I think when the likes of you know, the Office of National Statistics release their figures, which is based on the land registry sale prices, I think that's going to make some interest in reading because I think some of the prices that we're actually seeing are more than the 10% that were that right were released in their report last month. Some of them are as high as 15 or 20% higher than the last sale in the street. So strange times, certainly. Um, so my opinion, where I think things are going to go, um, I've already told you where I stand on interest rates, but I definitely think we're going to start seeing the sale levels tamper down into normal levels. We're going to be back at the 1.2 million, 1.2 million transactions probably next year. I mean, we're still, like you say, the demand levels are really high. Seems to be a little bit of supply, even though it is undersupplied. But there is some new build properties coming to market and they're selling just as quick as they're coming on. So I think, you know, we're getting past the pandemic where we were at maybe 1.5 million property transactions. We're going to get back to no, more normal levels, I think, back to where we probably were pre-pandemic. Um, I definitely think the price increases that people have forecast are cautious. Um, if I look at the immediate future, the next four or five years, Savile's forecast 17.6% for the Northeast. I'm going to go down a limb and say it's going to be 20% or more. Um, I'm not just saying that because I'm passionate about the Northeast. I'm saying that because I can see it with my own eyes and I'd be stupid to think there'll be any less than that. Because like I say, we're selling properties for 15% over the market price that was achieved. So why 20% wouldn't be achievable when we have 10, 15 buyers per property? I don't think these demand levels are going to slow down anytime soon because the properties that the builders are building, they're not the properties that are the most in demand right now. Uh, and I think there's going to be a lot of money in the market from the people who are downsizing because it's the people who are getting the greatest prices on things like the four-bed detached. They're now buying a two-bed kind of smaller home or a two-bed bungalow. So there is a lot of money and a lot of liquidity in the market right now. There's still a lot of cash entering the market. Um, I think we're going to see international sellers, sorry, international buyers re-enter as the likes of the airlines in the tra- in the, the travel industry opens a bit. Um, obviously. The likes of London struggling now with the likes of the Russians not coming to buy, but you know we're still seeing a lot of Irish, a lot of Dutch, uh, a lot of Middle Eastern money coming in right now. And that kind of brings us on to the forecast. So when the forecast actually was released by Savills, it didn't factor in things like the Newcastle United takeover. The Saudis paid £300 million for the club and bought an apartment hotel for £2 million the next day. Now, I know from speaking to people in the industry, they are proactively looking for more sites, more property in the area. So I think we're going to start seeing once the, the private investment fund of Saudi start investing in the city, you'll then start seeing international investors follow suit. 
We've also got some really big infrastructure projects coming soon. The likes of the Giga plant up at Blythe, the £500 million General Hospital site in Newcastle that I keep talking about. Nissan have now announced a, announced a Giga plant. We've got the Freeport down at Teesside. All these things are going to be massive for investment and they're going to drive higher wages in the areas, but also increased demand as well. So not only do we have market conditions forcing prices up, but we've got localised investment projects and regeneration schemes that are going to kind of double those double those, double those, those price increases up almost. Um, so certainly going to be interesting times. Um, I think looking at the house price forecast for rentals, um, again, right move forecast about 19.6%, I think there was, there or thereabouts. I can't disagree with that. I think 20% is probably the minimum again. We're getting 20% over market price now. So to get that over the next four or five years, when we're going to have these increased levels of demand going forward, I don't see how those figures can't be achieved. Um, and I'll be interested to see the next set of forecasts that the likes of Savills and Move bring out uh, once you have a bit more data to, to kind of digest. Um, so safe to say, if you're interested in getting into property, now is the time. Do not hang around. The best time to plant a tree is today. You're going to see property prices increase. I mean, I'd almost bet on everything I have on it. I'm not certain. Um, unless we end up at war ourselves with the likes of Russia. Um, that could be a big factor. Um, but, you know, providing we keep out of that, which it, it looks like they're keen to do at the moment, um, they're just increasing the sanctions, etc. But if we don't end up in a full-scale war, I think property prices and as the economy improves here in the UK, there's more money in people's pockets. The supply chain can't catch up to the demand levels. It seems to me as if it's a bit of a perfect storm to invest right now. Um, again, I think a lot of the stocks and share money and crypto money is going to find its way into property. Um, so certainly interesting times if you're an investor. Now, have you thought of investing, but you don't know where to start? We do offer a free 15-minute consultation, so feel free to reach out. Uh, it's at Tony Fairs or at Anthony Fairs on any social media, or you can drop me an email at tony at fairs-estates.co.uk. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and it's been informative. And like I say, if you are thinking of buying, don't hang around. Get out there and buy now. You won't regret it. Bye-bye. Property Talk on the Tyne. Investment tips, stories and exciting guests with your host, Tony Fares.